It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Friday. Congratulations. It's 5 o'clock. Another weekend is here. You have made it. Tucker Harlan's made it back to the old White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. He's got the top five at five. What's up, Tucker? Thank you, Russell. At number one, the SEC and Big Ten have announced a formation of a joint advisory group of presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors. Oh, I love me a joint advisory group. The committee will address challenges facing college athletics and opportunities for the betterment of the student-athlete experience. One of the issues the committee will seek to address is a sustainable future for college athletics. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey tells Yahoo Sports, quote, pressures are mounting. We are not going to be status quo. So, I mean, just, you, you've pretty much had, this week we've had the chancellor and president, the athletics director. I mean, the coaches are going to remain silent on all this. Yeah, they don't need to get but, involved. Coach, don't Coach underestimate Steve. Greg Sankey that last part. We are not going to stay status quo. That's basically Sankey saying we've got Tennessee's back on this, and it's not just Tennessee. We're we're all we're all watching. <coughs> we're all this <coughs> excuse me. We're all in this together. We're all doing the same thing. And you mess with one of us, you're messing with all you of us. You tell me, am I reading too much into it? I, I hear Sankey saying, oh, look, we're, we're not going to let Tennessee be some sacrificial lamb here because no, it's I not mean, just going to be Tennessee. If that happens, we're all going down. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that, that, that felt like him throwing up the bat signal of, like, the status quo is broken now. They broke it. Come, come on, hop in the bus. Yeah. The, he is Robert Downey Jr. in blackface in Tropic Thunder – Telling Sergeant, guy, you about to cross a line. <laughs> He's telling the SEC, the NCAA, you're about to cross a line. Well, I think he'd be doing it probably for any of his member schools, honestly. Especially, you know, he'd be doing the same thing if it was for LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia. Ole Miss? Probably. I think so. Ole Miss Plank owner, man. South I Carolina? I don't know. I, I do wonder if now that Saban's gone and Heupel's got us on a good trajectory, if he's looking at, if Sankey's looking at Tennessee saying this may be the next, I don't want to say dynasty. Well, I don't want to get ahead well, of Well, that's ourselves. what I'm saying. But, yeah, the teams, you're, you're he's not going to let one of his money best assets get devalued. We're one of the original tenants here. Yeah, I, I, right. I think he loves him some Donny Plowman. and Dr. Like, Dano. We've got – some cachet, yeah, and Boyd, and just thinks, okay, these are not the idiots that were in charge of this school three years ago, and I can work with these people, and I should work with these mm-hmm. people because these are the kind of people we want in charge of our schools. At number two, Tennessee heads up by 75 to take on number 10 Kentucky in Rupp Arena tomorrow. Tip-off is at 8.30. Tom Hart and Jimmy Dykes will have the call for you. The Vols have opened as two-point favorites. Two? So did it open at two and go down to one and a half, or did? Or I think we... it went down to one and a half. Okay. Surprising. Gotta. So what would it be if it's, if this were the Tommy Bowl? You think? Tennessee five and a half, six. 
Maybe more. I mean, they're number 10. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of people saying that their record is a little inflated, that they really haven't beaten anybody, and the teams that they're losing to aren't very good, and when they lost to South Carolina, they got housed. Over under for Dalton Connect points tomorrow. 28. I'll set it at 25 and take the over. Yeah. I'm with you. On the road, you know, they're going to have He's better a, on the road. He's better on the road than at home. That's the thing. Yeah, maybe. He's a killer. Oh, my God. Can you imagine him just going in there dropping 40? And those people knowing deep down, they, they'd never admit knowing deep down. They'd kill. He looks like a taller version of Rex Chapman. <laughs> he should have been ours. He should have been a cat. Why didn't Cal find him? At number three on the note of Kentucky, after another one-year stint at Kentucky, Wildcats offensive coordinator Liam Cohen is headed back to the NFL ranks. This time, Cohen is taking the offensive coordinator opening in Tampa Bay, left by Carolina Panthers head coach Dave Canales. In between stops in Lexington, Cohen spent a season with Sean McVay as the L.A. Rams O.C. Think Liam they can get that? left us, everybody. You think they can get that Scangarello fella back? Be nice for Tennessee if they could. I was going to say, but I hope they do. That guy was a bum. Who you going to get? Stoopsy? I mean, they, they got a little bit to sell. If you're an offensive coordinator, they got Brock Vandegriff. They got, you know, Stoopsy's going to have an okay defense. The schedule's a joke. It's not going to take much for people to love you up there. Bring back Eddie Grant, the guy that was there forever. I thought he was still there, is he not? Oh, no. He's not? No, he's think not so. there anymore. No. Eddie Grand. When was Eddie Grand here, Russ? The Kiffin year. Yep. And a couple years after, right? Steady Eddie Grand. Did he stay on with I thought Dooley? he did. Who was it? Kiffin no, didn't you're take right. His... It, was just, it was just 2009. For some reason, I thought he either came back or stayed on, but no. He was just running back some special teams, yep. right? Yep. Now, now, wasn't it Layla's brother that Kiffin didn't even bother telling they were leaving? David, David Reeves. Reeves. At number four, busy day in college basketball tomorrow. In the Big 12, number four, Houston heads up to Lawrence to take on number eight, Kansas, in the fog. You got the first chapter of Tobacco Road tomorrow in the Dean Dome as number three, North Carolina, will be hosting number seven, Duke. In the SEC, it's a weekend full of rematches. Uh, Mississippi State will travel to number 24, Alabama. Number 16, Auburn, headed to Ole Miss, playing that game at the Pavilion. And South Carolina has a rematch at Georgia in Stegman Coliseum. Georgia's got who? South Carolina. Hmm. I expect I expect uh, South Carolina to win that one. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia beat them there. They've been playing pretty well lately. Life Arena. Little Mikey White. They choked one away. They gagged one away the other day. to uh, Bama. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That place was rocking, too, for a while. The Steg. What blue end up with? I don't know. Yeah, Houston. You don't know? Off the top of your head? I don't know. Is he starting now for them? He's off the bench. He's a a big contributor, though. Yeah. He almost led them on the comeback against Florida. Got up to overtime. Telling you to go back. He doesn't have that championship pedigree. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, right. Championship DNA. Yeah. And finally, at number five, a 48-year-old Englishman ran out of money while vacationing in Thailand and had his friends pose as kidnappers in order for his family to keep sending him money. Oh, this is a great idea. 
After repeatedly prolonging his exotic vacation and asking his family back home to send him more money, the man found himself with no more money to burn on booze, drugs, and other local <laughs> pleasures. He was forced to make a decision, either end his Thai vacation and return home or find a way to get his hands on more money. Mm-hmm. He man. convinced his he friends the ladder. to beat him up, pose as masked gangsters, so he could fake his kidnapping and ask his family for ransom money. The, Incredible. The interna- Classy guy. International police assembled a strike team to come and rescue the man, but instead of kidnappers, they found a drunken tourist on a two-day binge. <laughs> <laughs> they were arrested on charges of possessing unauthorized firearms and ammunition, possession of Category 1 drugs, and having expired visas. Smash! That sounds like something... Uh... Marcus Young had found himself mixed up in, honestly. Some drunken <laughs> tourists. Sounds that. like the hangover. What, 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 how do you... You come home... Hey, Mom, Dad. Sorry about the whole faked kidnapping thing. What do you want for Christmas this year? <laughs> how old was this person, did you say? 48. Whoa! <laughs> what? Pretty old to be doing that, I would say. <laughs> you think? Wow. Uh, he, he just loves his family. I'm trying to imagine, like, uh, my poor parents, like, what they would think. I They'd know. be just terrified and. Oh, Lord. People are idiots. Where do you find these people, Tucker? England, apparently. <laughs> it's like, what would we do if somebody ransomed Russ? Pay, we pay right? the ransom. We get Russ back. But what if <laughs> this guy's doing? Uh, we'd see. Th- we'd see right through the game. So if you got yeah, a, you guys go a text message it. of me like bound and gagged, blindfolded, gun to my head. Oh my God, Russell! I'd start the GoFundMe. Thank you, Houston. You're welcome. You got five on it. Five on my freedom. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I put five on it, but I mean, I've still got Thanks, Houston. Bear. You know, so if something were to happen. show must go on. I understand. You know I get to drive if something happens to Russ, right, Houston? It's in my will. Although. The man says it. I, I mean, It'll be I, the drive with Bear. How long would you stay on board for that particular production, Houston? <laughs> really? Well, I'm not saying I'd immediately leave, but I would be looking for an exit ramp. Bears, you not immediately. You wouldn't be my sidekick. No, I would. Initially, he's saying he's not going to jump at the first offer that comes across his Uh, path. Last time I checked, while you were off and he's he sat in with us, we had some really good shows. Mm -hmm. We worked very well together. uh, We worked the three of us worked very well together. That was the chopped salad day, Bear. Remember that? Oh God, it was one of our best shows. It's one of our best shows. We were. Things are humming. So you think if I'm laying bound and gagged in the basement of a Taiwanese, we will get you back because you're our big brother. But if I figure, if I, you're the if leader. I don't, if if I'm if I'm dead and they feed my body to the sharks, you feel like you could keep this the three thing, of us th- this thing afloat. Yes, I think some of us would have to work harder than we've ever worked, like the three of us. But yeah, we could do it. Mighty big shoes to fill, wouldn't you agree, Houston? No, no doubt. What would be your first act of business uh, upon hearing of my death? What? Like what? 
I mean, we being serious. What's the procedure? Yeah. First, I make sure that you know, I go and make sure that everybody at, at your house that they don't need anything. You're my boy. What, is it like the mafia? You're going to take care of my family for me while I'm gone? Of course we would. Yeah, I'm gonna look out. I'm gonna. I mean, I've got life insurance. I don't. I don't know if it covers uh, Thailand. Life kidnapping. insurance going to take your kid to his basketball practice? <laughs> huh? Oh my god. <laughs> no, we we'd have to joint coach in your in your absence. What, you, you got custody of my kids now? No, no. but you could just like, move into the house, the Stately Smith Manor. No, we'd be like, what would you care? You're dead. You're dead. Uh, doesn't it give you some comfort knowing if God forbid something were to happen to you that you've got good enough, you know, friends that we would, you know, always keep an eye out for your son, your daughter, well, you know. I'd hope you'd do the same for me if, if God forbid something happens to me. We'd make sandwiches in your chicken, but we would in your kitchen, but we would throw the cheese wrapper away. Mm. Your kid, hey Bear, I'll, up I'll, with I'll me be yesterday. right there for I'll be right there for the show. I'm just gonna stop by Russell's and see if he's got anything to eat. He's not gonna be eating it anymore. <laughs> Dead guy. Used to be playing your guitar. You gonna mow my lawn? No. The lawn would be taken care of. You know what I will of. do? The lawn would be taken care of. Yeah. By who? Yeah. It costs money. You know what they charge to mow lawn now? No. What? It's like 50, 60 hey. bucks a pop. Hey, you know what I am? I'm a great teacher. And you've got a son who's going to be roughly the size of a barge by the time it's all over with. I'd teach him how to mow it. Okay. Well, I mean, he's... How old is he? He's nine. So, I mean, it, like... Well, eventually yeah, nine, your old lady's going to get remarried, and then that's going to be that Whoa, whoa, whoa. But, hey. He and, said and, that, and, and, not and me. again, I, I may say that, but I promise you this. Your kids will not ever call anybody else dad. Mrs. Smith isn't going to be Mrs. Smith anymore? No. You get a, uh, she might be Mrs. Rich Doctor's wife. She's going to be uh, the... The cougar of, of of some younger, bet more handsome. Well, you mean with Tucker in there? Wealthier now? guy. <laughs> all I'm saying, you you make this bad. All all me and Houston. Oh, this, and this death thing it's starting to sound like a real sham. You brought your death to the table. We're <laughs> just did. telling you how oh, we would Tuckers. pick up the pieces. Oh. And the show goes on, huh? The drive without Russell Smith. I mean, the show's a show. The man. drive in honor of Russell Smith. David, not 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 nobody in not could one person bigger than the show. Could we name like I just I want some sort of legacy here. Can we n- rename the new uh, White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios? Can they be like the oh uh, yeah the Russell Smith? I don't know. Yeah, we'd name it. Yeah. We'd, have a, we'd have like a real award, not not like the Wallace slash Crest thing. Like a picture of me, an oil painting on the wall, like be me the, in a you suit. You could win a like, Dubsy award. We'd give you the production room. Russell Smith, co-founder of the Drive. Russell Were Smith. Were you the co-founder? He used to work here. <laughs> you were the founding producer. Employee of the month yeah. three was, times. I was just the the little peon. I'm the guy who's too dumb to go find something better to do. Aren't we all? You stuck it out. 865-546-8200. It's been a wild week, man. What a week. Who would have thought Monday when we were getting in here just talking about, hey, that was pretty cool beating Vanderbilt the other night, huh? Oh, we got to go with George McIntyre. Yeah, like, everything's good. Yeah, and we then were just goofing Tuesday, off. 
inner office pranks? I'd gone to, I I did some, I don't remember what I was doing Tuesday, but I remember like coming back and picking up my phone and seeing that the NCAA, like a million texts. Is this true? Oh my God. No bueno. Never since then. It's just been a fountain of nonsense. Oh, from the moment she fired off, uh, she fired off her three page response. And I couldn't figure out why Houston was so engrossed in it when he was when you read because it was three pages. I couldn't figure. I was like, "Statement, man, just read the damn thing to us." It's gonna be what one page. <laughs> Quick timeout. The drive continues. You want to jump in? Take a shot. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Your number to get on the program this afternoon. Back with more of your phone calls right after this. Jeff on Twitter says, Bear will put five on a GoFundMe, but Bear will also take care of your family. Thanks yeah. for the five bucks, Bear. Appreciate that. Smith Kids, appreciate that. Well, I got five on it. I mean, I'm, we're going to try and get you back. We just wanted to let you know. The five is to bo- kickstart the GoFundMe so yeah. people aren't, you know. Make no mistake. You're right here, brother. I told you I'd take a charge for your ass. Well, what I, do you I'll, want? I'll take a bullet no, I mean, I, I will take great comfort in that as I lie face down in the dark, dank, Thailand basement I'm being kept in. I was like, well, I'm starving and nobody knows where I am and I'm very likely to die a violent, painful death. But at least Bear's going to make sure the young man's at basketball practice this afternoon. Yeah. Got that going for me, which is nice. I'm, I'm going to make, make sure nobody ever messes with him. And then he, you know. The first step is we get you back. If unfortunately you meet your demise in a Taiwanese gutter, then we take care of the fam. That's what brothers do, Russ. That's what brothers do. You look out for your brothers. This one, uh, this one left a voicemail. When when the spam leaves a, a voicemail, I mean that's what, what do they want you to do? Move all your uh, <laughs> if you guys all seen, your money to crypto. Have you guys seen that? Um, no, they're informing me that um, Spectrum has applied a fifty percent discount on your monthly bill, which is interesting. I get those every now and again. I, I didn't know that. I don't know what Spectrum is, but apparently I got a fifty percent discount on the so, monthly dude, bill. You just all you got to do is put your credit card number yeah. in there, and they'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to collect my prize. Right. Have you guys seen that guy? He's kind of kind of viral uh, star now, but he tracks back. He's like a cyber genius. He tracks back scammers. Yeah. I love those and guys. And he, he like hacks into like their camera system. He knows their real names and go to their home, knock, call. Is this no, a show? I, no, like I mean, he's called the cops on people. Like it, they'll be in like Malaysia, or somewhere over in the Pacific Rim, and like he'll bring up on his computers. You can check him out on YouTube, and like you're looking at at where these scumbags that always prey on people. They're sitting in their little cubicles. and mm-hmm, There was a good mm-hmm. – well, I don't know if it was good. I didn't see it. It looked good. A An HBO documentary about a telemarketer. And they were like telemarketing scams. Hmm. I, I think that stuff's fascinating. Somebody taught me an ingenious hack to avoid having to deal with international call centers. This sounds great. It's ingenious. Let's hear we it. We must hear it. You know what you do? 
This <laughs> has uh, Jake Miller written all over it. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Press two for Spanish, and then when the Spanish-speaking person comes on, no, hablo espanol, ask them if they speak English. And nine times out of ten, they do in their stateside. And you don't have to talk to, you know, you know what I mean. Somebody you can't understand. You talk about when when you have to call somewhere. Yeah, and they connect you. Like sometimes if you we're talking like, about like, like people call us. I'm like, why would you answer the call? Right, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you hang up? I see what you're saying. When you call a call center, and or you get sent to a call center, go for Spanish and then ask them for English. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, you speak English. Nine times out of ten, they're from America, and yeah, they speak English. Hmm. Probably speak English better than whoever you were going to be talking to. That's the whole reason that you asked to speak with somebody that speaks. Hello, Spanish. my name is Dave. How may I help you today? That. Speaking of foreign countries, have you guys been keeping up with the Africa Cup of Nations? No, we've we've discussed it what once on the show already. About it did the, come uh, up the um Ghana. Uh, yeah, the, well, the Ghana. It's come up a couple of times. Yeah, like guys are missing uh, Premier League games because they got to yeah. play in this. Uh, poor behavior from journalists is an ongoing issue at the Afcon. Wait, poor behavior from journalists yes. or poor behavior from the team? Well, there's that a lot of a, a lot of poor behavior. I mean, these are not fully developed countries, and okay, uh, for example, the Ivory Coast uh, has prompted the Confederation of African Football to issue a new set of guidelines and tighten up media access following a consultation with the local police. Away from the on-pitch drama at AFCON, the actions of journalists have been an unhappy subplot with abuse, fighting. And nudity. <laughs> nudity. Making headlines from the press box. A CAF media official said to assemble journalists at the Stade Felix Hufuet Boingy in Abidjan. You crushed that, by the way. I mean, I, 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 that lo- it looks like Boingy to me, doesn't it? Looks like Boingy. Boingy. Oh, yeah. I mean, looking at it, I have no problem that, with how you said it. How is it spelled? It uh, doesn't really matter, Bear. No. The guy said, quote, there was someone dancing naked in the media box. We cannot have that. <laughs> Could you imagine that going down like over there at Neyland? I get up get... there in the press box at Neyland, and all of a sudden there's Pat Forty just butt naked. Just <laughs> I was thinking more of the dancing. local guys when McGrath hit that field goal. Just <laughs> We're going streaking! John Adams just drops trowel right there in the middle of the press box, starts hobbling around. Statement issued by CAF today, uh, seen on ESPN, revealed that the continent's football governing body has taken steps to reduce what they deem as, quote, unprofessional and unbecoming behavior after consulting with Ivorian officials. Uh, had a guy up in the press, but I mean, this is a, a writer, a journalist, an accredited journalist, just stripping down and doing his thing. They had another journalist shouting abuse at players in the mixed zone before heckling former Ghana head coach Chris Hewton, who had also been accosted by a supporter. I mean, they it sounds like this is just one continuous Tennessee Ole Miss game they got going on <laughs> over there. I can't wait till we play Kiffin again in something. We throw something at him. I was watching this, um, the the Panthers press, coach, uh, press conference, the coach there. 
was it Canales? Dan, yes. Dan Dave, Canal- Dave Canales. Dave Canales. That was a rough one. That made me thankful to have Brian Callahan. Oh, was he not? Ooh, he, he didn't win the press conference. No. I told you it was a weird hire. Is he a meathead? Yeah, kind of that. It just had like a very stern thing. I mean, but Callahan was good in the press conference, and you know this doesn't amount to anything. Maybe Callahan's a bum, and this Canales guy's the next big thing. But he was like way intense and not in a Dan Campbell funny kind of way. What, like a Tom Coughlin kind of jerk way? Like trying too hard? No, it, it, you, you got to go see I it. Will, I mean, I he just didn't Militant. look. <laughs> didn't look. Um, Comfortable to be up there talking. Yeah, yeah. Not a good a, representative. A little bit of the Mike Shula. Remember that one? That deer in the headlights look he yeah. had. Yeah. A little bit of that going on. It just it's like, man, you guys talked to. You could have hired Belichick. <laughs> I, I don't know if he would have taken that job, but uh, you you know Vrabel, Belichick, Pete Carroll, like all the uh, guys who who have been head coaches out there before. And I, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe this guy just won the interview process, but I'm beginning to think David Tepper is not qualified, not cut out to be the owner yeah. of the Carolina Panthers. He's the new Dan Snyder for sure. I don't know if I'd stick that on That's a, I was going to say, it's a little far. I mean, Although he I did toss a drink on a guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but he's not like – he hasn't exhibited any like sociopathic kind of Yet. criminal tendencies. He's just kind of a hot-headed drunk. Do you see the latest on Vrabel, by the way? No. He's no. probably going to take the year off. Yeah. I can see him doing good. I'm telling you, man, I can see him doing good. Put a suit on him on one of these uh, pregame, postgame shows. I could see him doing some media work just to stay in it and everything. I don't see him going and coaching D-line somewhere. I don't either. Apparently, he's got his eye on a couple of jobs that he thinks will be open next year. wonder what those would be. Steelers. Chicago. Jets, maybe. Bears for sure. Around. Taking the Jets. Bears. I did hear Chicago thrown out. And Chicago is apparently banding about the idea of trading the pick. I hadn't seen that. I, I've thought all along Again? that they might. I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't. What I, are they? I don't what know. are they picking? One and three, or one and five? I mean, why? Why not? Trade, if you can get trade, somebody to trade you for it. Well, like, if you, if you feel like that, that guy uh, Fields is is on the verge of becoming something and you're I've, not I've enamored got, with the – you know, somebody would pay – there are a lot of teams that would cut off their arms to get draft Caleb Williams. Okay, now, but what's yeah. what's more likely? Justin Fields, who I think's flashed, ends up being a, a serviceable NFL quarterback or one of these unknown kids hitting Drake May or Caleb Williams? Because I've seen stuff on Caleb Williams where – he doesn't grade out really good. Like he's got- See, I heard the opposite. I was listening to Cowherd on the way in. Apparently some GMs are saying he's he's the most surefire, can't-miss prospect since Andrew yeah, Luck and maybe better. That? I know. I, I'm, I'm with you. Because when you, when you watch, you know, people that, like, it's nothing personal. They're just breaking down his game film. They're like, he doesn't read. Mm. He, gets, he makes a lot of, of just fundamental mistakes. He's kind of a project is what I've seen a lot of. A quarterback kind of guru type people say. I think a lot of it depends on situation. I, I don't see him getting past – I mean, like Washington would draft. Like I, I don't see him getting past two. I, I probably don't see him getting past one, but he's just not going to be on that board. Long. I wonder where, the, where he'd rather go, Washington or Chicago. Well, there were 
rumblings out there that he was trying to strong arm like he didn't want to go to Chicago. Where, where? Uh, that was that was the initial talk, and then apparently his camp has come out and said we do not want to be viewed as anti-Chicago. We think that they've got because it's a good fan base. The people at least care about it. They just got to get it right on the coaching side of things, and they could be pretty good. And apparently they don't they don't hate the idea of Chicago. However, he is from D.C., so the Commanders. Yeah, but they're the most. I know. I know. I mean, they're a joke still. Who the hell did they hired? Dan Quinn? Yep. Michigan promotes their quarterback coach, Kirk Campbell, to offensive coordinator under new coach Sharon Moore. Bully for him. Hal, how long do you think it'll take before Michigan falls off? Yeah, I think it'll be pretty quick. Man. I, I, think it'll I be do too. Precipitous. He took a lot of coaches with him, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I don't think they're winning 10 this year. I, I don't know who their quarterback even is for next season because J.J. McCarthy's declared for the draft. I mean, I hope he does all right just simply because I'd, I'd like to see Ohio State lose to him again. I think that'd be funny. I hope they crater. Michigan? If Sharon Moore beat Ryan Day this year, Again, uh, Day they, would be gone. Yeah, they would be very upset in Columbus. And then Ryan Day would be a hot name on the market. You know, you're right, but I, he didn't do it for you, me. You know what? What something a change in college football that has happened quickly is the way we view elite recruiters. Right before NIL, it was you know it's just. Something about the relationship guys, right? Mm, yeah, really, yeah. You know, Rodney Garner, these guys that just uh, they they speak the kids' language. They can get on their level. They're great salesmen, and they have a passion for it and everything. It's like nobody's buying that anymore. Nope. <laughs> no. It's just all money. It's like, yeah, you got to show up to punch the time clock every day, and it is a grind. But no dough, no show. That's why the smart schools, you got to pair it both. You got to have a guy who's a, at least a pretty good recruiter. And then you got to have the stacks to go. I mean, with that's it. what I was. I was thinking Ryan Day. We were having that conversation. It's like he would. It's two years ago. It's like, oh, Ryan Day's such a great recruiter. He's so good. And now it's just like, well, yeah, they got all the NIL stuff, man. Right. They bought Caleb Downs and they, yeah. they just <laughs> Quinchon Judkins. They just pay. They they got the money. Oh, I forgot he went there. Yeah, that's a good pickup for them. I could blow up in their faces, though. Oh, Quinchon. Right. Apparently, he's uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, you I always. I don't really feel like it's reading into it. You see a running back get tackled, and the and his his own offensive lineman doesn't step pick him over up. Yeah, don't offer a hand. Ohio State going to get a letter and all this madness oh, they from should, the NCAA. Absolutely should. I guarantee you they will. I mean, I'd be, I'd be stunned if they didn't. I mean, it's like I keep not if we put a stake through the vampire's heart. George is not going to get one because they're president's on the chair he's chairman of the board which is out i mean it's ludicrous well, that, it's outrageous. It, it, at some point and we will especially as we move on to the summer and we don't have anything to talk about kirby smart's a snitch oh i think so too he's a total snitch narc hmm. zero respect for him and he's as dirty as everybody else He's just uh, is he's number one on your hate list, Kirby? Yeah, 
going strong since what 94 95 yeah 95 96 somewhere in there yeah. oh you know who nobody knew who kirby smart was back i think then. he just means georgia in general he played for georgia he played a lot yeah, Georgia. but he he wasn't like he wasn't even in the top five most hated Georgia player. You hated him more than David Pollock, or it, David Green, or it, Eric Zire. It, you're you're talking about back in the '90s. I did. I mean, it was just we made fun of him because he routinely got like literally, not figuratively, ran the hell over by Tennessee running backs, and we always thought it was funny as hell because they'd you'd hear. Uh, you know, on the Bobby uh, Bobby Dodd, you know, they'd say Kirby Smart on the tackle for Georgia. <laughs> After he got drugged five yards down the I field. I guess technically he tripped. Jamal tripped over him. <laughs> <laughs> technically you could call that a tackle. I never liked him. Trey is next on the drive. Good afternoon, Trey. So Bears responsible for the karma that we're facing now with Kirby running a train on us. Yeah, Bear. Wouldn't no. you be a little nicer to Kirby back in the day? Maybe wouldn't have carried such made, a grudge. Dude, like you, you didn't enjoy him, those days. Are. You were at that game, weren't you, when Jamal went and ran wild? Is that your freshman year or your senior year of high school? Uh senior year of high school is ninety seven Jamal's coming out party. Yeah. I was there. Great game. It's the best seats I've ever had in my life for, for that game. Oh, well, guys, I tell you what. Rarely do I get the satisfaction of, of feeling as though a school is handling or Tennessee is handling a situation like a, I feel like they should. This is definitely one of those situations where they are just whipping it out and making the NCAA like it. I mean, I love, I, I'm loving our response. I'm just burning. We'll, we will burn your entire house down if you want to. If you want to go this route, well, and it is. Uh, they're doing what they have to I'm, do, Trey, and they've got some unity. They've, uh, and, you know, strength in numbers type situation, and uh, you've got an entire state government and apparatus behind them, the legal community behind them. You've got the conference commissioner apparently feeling this as well and it just feels like it goes beyond just Tennessee and this is uh we we just happen to be uh in the wrong place at the wrong time to quote Nate Oates and <laughs> we're we're the school that's gonna you know hasten this inevitable process that's that's been on the way we all know it's on the way but it's like okay well we either roll over and take this or, or we do something about it and uh thank god we don't have a bunch of nincompoops running the university in the state that would just roll over and take it because if this had happened five years ago then that might have been the case oh absolutely russ and then from uh you know from your guys perspective you all have to be you know loving it i mean to be in the media covering tennessee i mean that is it's, is it not just the gift that keeps on giving i mean i don't know i mean since with the past few years we've kind of everything's been excuse me um we've been so successful but there's been a a relative period of of overall calm i feel like oh yeah bear and then what what happens you bust it wide open with a you know uh a lawsuit that could potentially end the ncaa and reshape the whole landscape of college football of course it's us 
So, I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's pretty cool. It is we, kind of uh, surprising. It, 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 it surprised a lot of uh, the national people that are like what I would consider like good journalists. They were just kind of stunned that the NCAA would pick this fight, that they would pick Tennessee of all people. Yeah. It was just really dumb cool. to start to, to pick the fight with us. Unless this yeah, is what they is. wanted. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to get in the court. They had to do it at some point. I mean, they they had to test it. I don't know if they calculated they would get the response they thought they would from us, maybe because we were cooperative last time. They thought we'd be cooperative again, but uh, they miscalculated. But anyway, guys, on to to basketball and actual sports for a minute. Um, I was really hoping that we would have an edge after losing to South Carolina coming into Kentucky. But... uh, uh, well, Kentucky lost too, so both teams should be pissed off. How do you, how do you guys feel about this one coming up? Uh, I I, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's Kentucky. It's <laughs> I feel like Tennessee should play well. I don't feel like Kentucky's better than Tennessee this year. I feel like we have the better basketball team. That's just a hard place to play, man. And it's it's a Saturday night. It's a late tip, eight thirty. Fans are going to be all riled up in there and it's just like if if we come out cold offensively again i could see us getting run out of there Russ, this is where i'm coming for your uh you know rick barnes has gone up there to collect his rent bid not for a a dose of realism and and, Uh, did you see tuesday night at the arena Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I did. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, maybe if, if we, you know, if we had rolled South Carolina, we just grinded them up, beat them seventy-two to sixty-two, and uh, you know, we, we got uh, Florida had just gone into Rupp and won. Then, yeah, maybe I'd be a little bit more gung ho. But I mean, I, I, I'm not. Like I said, we've got the better basketball team. I just, I don't know, man. Are we going to play offense? Are we going to make shots? Yeah. Well. Connect does typically play better on the road, so we got that going for us. But man, the regression from Triple J is just yeah. uh, Viscovi is just that's that's concerning. I mean, they are they are missing bunnies, and it's like, I mean, Houston, you were uh, you know, you 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 scolded the lady balls on the court. I mean, what do you think, man? You've got more basketball knowledge than all of us. I think all the problems that we saw against South Carolina are fixable. I mean, those guys don't miss bunnies. Now, against Kentucky, uh, I mean, obviously it's different. I had one of my things written down. I was like, no stupid fouls. And I said that because you're going to get stupid fouls called on you that probably aren't fouls because it is Rupp. Um, if you limit them in transition, don't let them get hot from three. And we, I, if we can just give Connect a little bit of help from someone not named Jonas Adu, I think we'll be okay. But it's got to be, you know, yeah. Ziegler has to have a good game, Vescovy, James, one of those guys, because I do think you're probably going to have to score a minimum of 75 points or more to win. And it might be more like 85. Yeah, I think that's a good, uh, I think that's a good assessment. That's a little more optimistic than Russ, so I'll, I like that better. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, it feels like it's almost a must-win game. I mean, you really don't want to go into a two-game get in the SEC I mean even though it's it's you know it's unfair it's Kentucky on the road but you crap the bet against your easy you know your easy game this week supposedly so 
you got to make up ground. But um, guys, I'll uh, I'll let you get some other people on here. Love you guys. Have a great weekend, and I'll uh, I'll see you on VR. Thank you, Trey. We will be live on Twitter Spaces as soon as the Tennessee Kentucky game is over tomorrow night. Should be about ten thirty. Saturday night voluntary reaction with a little late night edition with Davey and Davey, the boys. Davey gets weird after midnight. Davey after dark. Heard the infamous. Uh, Wonder if he's going to be watching the game with that Kentucky girl he was dating. I don't know. Hmm. Coal miner's daughter. Blast. Davey is dating a coal miner's daughter. Worlds collide. Let's get Gary in here next. Gary, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Almost, almost the weekend, guys. Almost here. Almost. Hey, uh, did did you guys say something earlier about Sankey? Did did Sankey come out and kind of defend Tennessee today? Did he defend us actually? In a roundabout way. Not by name. Yeah, not with not with actual words. But, <laughs> but there's um the the Big Ten and the SEC have okay. announced that they are creating a joint advisory group of presidents and athletics directors to try and find solutions to all these problems that we're seeing in college athletics. And there were some well, pretty there were some pretty telling quotes by uh, both Greg Sankey and Tony Petiti, the new Big Ten commissioner, which uh, basically said, you know, t- to the effect of, look, we're, we're not going to stay the status quo here. Like, this is not working for us. And I don't think it's any coincidence that this news breaks this week. Well, let's hope they leave that Georgia guy off of this committee and uh, just let him stay on the NCAA side. Well, I mean – you know, it's 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 a group of presidents and ads. They're going to be from some yeah. schools, you know, and and we've had people, our people, on these boards before, and and all this stuff. Um, so, I mean, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna have to be there. There's always going to be a conspiratorial slant to think when, when things aren't going well. We're going to look at our our. I I don't think anybody turned us in for the Nico stuff. That stuff was out there, you know, and uh, and I don't think Tennessee did anything wrong. So it's not a they did it to themselves type situation. It's just we were the first to engage in a mm-hmm. high profile NIL deal in millions of dollars, and so that's the first one the NCAA decided to investigate. Yeah, um, you guys were talking earlier about uh, the Chicago Bears and that number one pick. I'm a huge Bears fan. I've been since like 1977 in the Walter Payton time and, and everything. I, I am not sold on Caleb Williams at all. I want us to trade that pick. I think right now we've got one, and I think the other pick that we have is nine, Houston. I think we're number nine. Okay. And uh, if, if I, would, I would love to trade that pick and load up with more draft picks, get more talent. You look at that division. I mean, we're looking up, unfortunately. The, the Packers are, are getting better. Of course, you got the Lions sitting right there, and they they are getting much better. Of course, and you got the Minnesota Vikings that you got to climb over as well, and they're a pretty good team as well. So, I mean, the Bears need more talent at that point if they're going to compete in that division. We need more players. Yeah, they don't have a lot up there. No, we're we're. Uh, we're like South Carolina in the SEC mm. East or something, you know, unfortunately. No, it's so. a tough division, man. That really is. 
Guys, what's, if you were setting the over-under tomorrow night on how many points Dalton Connect's going to get, what would you say? <laughs> we had this conversation. I think 25 was the number we settled on. we're going over. Oh, my goodness. I take the over. I think, I think he's going to end up with, like, 40. Let's go. I really do. I think he's going to go off tomorrow night. Let's go, man. Yep. All right, you guys have a good weekend. Go Vols. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate the phone call. Quick timeout, the shocking conclusion of the drive coming up next right after this. Back to wrap it up after this. Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Are you in? Fan Run Radio, the drive continues wrapping up on a Friday afternoon edition of the show. Give me a few uh, Rogers keys to victory real quick here, guys. What does Tennessee have to do? To get the dub and rup tomorrow, I wrote a few out. What you got? Uh, this is a team that likes to run. You have you're not going to stop them all the way, but you have to limit Kentucky in transition. It is a must. They run, they gun, have to do it. I feel like that has not been a problem for Tennessee at all this year. But you'd actually be surprised. We're ranked lower than like halfway in our transition. Like I defense. said, awful at transition <laughs> defense. But. It just depends because sometimes we get back and set and teams don't try to push. But Kentucky, it doesn't matter if you're if you're jogging back, they're going to try to push it right up your back and get to the rim. Okay, transition defense. I have a fairly common one. Start fast. <laughs> start fast. Yeah, because if you don't start fast, this Kentucky team will make you pay. All right, Mine's, they got to stay out of foul trouble. Figure out some way. I know it's going to be tough with the referees. You have to stay out of foul trouble. Um, when we get into foul trouble, especially Adu, that's when you'll start seeing those crazy, crazy rotate uh, lineup rotations. I had that one. And it, you're you're going to have fouls called against you that you don't think are fouls, but you can't give them the cheap ones. You can't exactly. be stupid about it. The reaching and the Adu, Vescovy, and Jemai. Yeah. You know, I, I, they got to play Jemai. Like he needs mm. to play twenty minutes tomorrow night. This that's a good one. this you know twelve to fifteen minutes. Like that's no, that's certain. not enough for him. I don't think he should start. I don't think he should be on the floor at the end of the game like he was against South Carolina. But he has a major role to play. Like he, that's part of keeping other guys fresh. And I go back to something that Trey said earlier about you know Vescovy and Triple J being in the slump. Vescovy scored in double figures three games in a row mm-hmm. now. Yeah. He, like, he's he's doing fine. I I feel like some of his issues. I I feel like he's found his 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 groove and and he. I expect him to play fine. Like we don't need twenty points from him. We but we do need ten. Um, I don't even uh, the triple J thing is not a huge problem to me because Connect is going to be taking so many shots and we're fine with that. Like we, there are going to be have to be guys that aren't getting shots and right. It might as well be the guy who's one of eighteen from three point land. In conference play, the guy I've got circled is Ziegler. Mm. He had an off game. He was 0 of 6 from the field against South Carolina. Maybe one of his worst games ever. Yeah, yeah people we, said that, like statistically, just one of his worst. Uh, Kentucky has got uh, big, physical NBA point guards. They've got two of them in the Shepherd kid and Dillingham. And I, I don't expect Ziegler to dominate. Again, don't need 20, but. We need him to to make some shots for us, and we need him to keep those guys in, in front of him. Yeah, and distribute. Um, yeah, so I was going to say, how many assists do you think we need out of Ziegler? Ten? 
uh, I mean, that's a lot of assists. I mean, I, I, I just think that he's got to play well, generally speaking. And, I, you know, that he, I can't recall him having too many rough games. It seems like he had been playing really well mm-hmm. up until these past two. But we need him to bounce back. So My last one, I think you'll all agree, and you're going to get him against this team. Make the bunnies. Make the free yeah. throws, right? Oh, wow. Do yeah. that. And, and do everything else, and I think Tennessee's Ooh, got a really good chance. That play sounds a clean like game. play a clean game. Yeah, <laughs> play a clean game. All right, thank you, Bear. Thank you, Tucker. Thank you, Houston. Overtime up next. We'll do it again Monday here on Fan Run Radio.